I want to talk about I'm courageous. And, and I think that's kind of what it, the, the whole theme leads for us this morning on this topic about, about being courageous in the, in the society we live in today. Uh, we need that. Uh, when you hear the word courage, what image comes to your mind? And what comes to your mind? Maybe you think of a firefighter rushing into a, a burning building or a soldier bravely defending their nation on the battlefield. Perhaps as you uh, visualize superheroes from your favorite movies facing the, down the villains with fearless determination. Well, these are certainly examples of courage. They uh, Despite extraordinary circumstances, when we think of, uh, of courage, of that mindset, we think of people like that. But, but what about everyday courage? Have you ever considered that courage it takes to speak the truth when lies are far more comfortable? You know, we live in a society that standing for what is right, is, it takes courage now. You know, what used to be wrong, now it's right. And you know, and, and what's right is wrong now. We live in that, in that kind of environment in society today. So it's a challenge to stand up for what is right when everyone else is content with the status quo. To choose love when confronted with hate or faith in the face of doubt is, is all bombarded in our life and all around us that is continuously challenge our, our faith with him and our walk with him. You see, courage is, isn't just for the epic battles or, or crisis. It is for the daily lives. Daily lives is, is an integrate part of walking with God. That's what it is. It's an, it's a, it's an integrate part of walking with God for, for the Christian journey. It's not for, that, for the faint of heart. It requires us to swim against the current of social norm, to, to wage war against our own sinful nature, to face our deepest fears with faith. That's what courage is all about, what we're facing today. And you rising up to the battle every day, to rising up in the battle on a Monday or through, through a Friday. You know what? In a world that is constantly being bombarding you and challenge your, your faith and walk with God. You know what? You are surrounded by people who maybe don't think like you think, but, but, but you're being bombarded. That takes courage. Courage to, to stand for what is right. And, and as we have been talking about in, in, this, in this topic of our pledge to God, we, we are focusing today on the statement, I am courageous. It, it, it is a declaration of self-sufficient, but rather in a knowledge of a reliance on God. It's not about what I can do in my own ability, but it's what he can do through me. It's me trusting in God and believing that God is capable and more able to do what I never thought it was possible to do. That's what we're talking about this morning. In the book of Psalms, chapter 27, verse 1, says, The Lord is my life and my salvation. Who shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. On who shall I be afraid? Think about it. It's not about ignoring our fears, but confronting them with the confidence that comes from knowing God is with us. That's the, that's the, that is the challenge, to, to understand that God is for me, that God's not against me, that I'm going to face tomorrow. You know what? I don't know what tomorrow might bring, and I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I do know the one who holds the future on the palm of his hand. That I do know. I don't know about, about a whole lot about things, but I know I can trust God. So today, I want to share with you for a few moments and a couple meanings about 
courageous in our faith to, to understand that we can cultivate the biblical courage in our life. And it's time for us to confine them and, and to have confidence proclaiming that I am courageous in God. Listen, God didn't build you. God didn't call you. God didn't establish you to be, to be in fear, but to have courage in the world that we're living today to stand up for what is right, to stand for what you believe in your heart is important. First of all, we need to front in our fears, confront in our fears. That, that is, that's one of the most important things. Fear is uncomfortable as it is a universal human experience. It's fear. We all felt it, you know, the, the icy grief that some points, points in, in our lives. The fear of failure, rejection, loss, or, or even the, the unknown. But as believers, we are, we are not called to held captives by our fears. But the first step is to cultivating courage, is, a, is, is to confront our fears, not hide from them. To say, you know what, I know it looks bad, and I know it looks hard, and I know it, it, it's not looking like I want it to look like, but, but I'm not going to cower in fear. I'm going to cower, I, I, I'm going to put it behind me, and I'm going to trust God in faith. You know, think about it for a moment. Uh, about David, the shepherd boy who we just talked about, who faced the giant warrior, you know, that giant Goliath. He, he was clearly an outmatch in terms of size and strength. Yet, he confronted his fear, ran toward, and, and, and at the end, triumphed over it. See, his, sick, oh, his secret, he knew that God was greater than his fear. He understood, listen, I, I, can, I can stay here and allow fear to paralyze me. You know what? That's what happens sometimes. Fear can hold you back. Fear can hold you back about a, a, a promotion. Fear can hold you back about trust, trust in God and an opportunity that God has opened for you. Fear can hold you back. It is the fear, but understand, don't allow the fear to hold you back, but trust the, in the ability of what God can do for you and through you. Yes, we see confronting our, our fears doesn't mean denying their existence or pretending to be unaffected because they do matter. I mean, you, you fear can do that. It means to acknowledge them, bring them before God in prayer, and then choose to trust God over our fears. The Bible tells us, this says, I saw the Lord, and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. I saw the Lord. In other words, you seek God. Say, God, I need you now. I need your strength. I need your encouragement. I need you to pick me up. But you know what? We need to seek God. We need to sow after the Lord. When we honestly lay our fears before God, we make room for his truth to challenge and dismantle them all. We say, God, you know what? I'm not capable in my own ability. I'm not capable in my own strength, but I know you're able. I know you can handle this. It is trusting God when we invite his perfect love to drive out our fears. Confronting our fears is not about mustering up our strength, but about surrendering our fears to God and trusting in his strength. That's what he's talking about, confronting our fears, because we're going to face problems. So today, whatever fears you're, you know, is, is holding on to you or you're holding on to, you know, be it a, a difficult conversation you need to have a decision you need to make or, or a situation you're, you're anxious about, 
I challenge you to confront it, name it, bring it before God, and let his truth and love empower you to say, I am courageous. I can do this. Because fear can hold us back. Fear can hold us back from that. But not only that, but listen to me. You know I'm laying a foundation here. It's talking about courage through Christ. Courage through Christ. You know what? As we, as we journey through life, there will be times when we feel like we are in over our heads. Times when, we are, when our hearts will be gripped with fear. You know what? It's, it's, in, it's in those moments when our strength fails us. We can find courage through Christ. When we feel that we're not capable, we're weak, but we find our strength through Christ. L- let's travel back in time for a moment to the banks of Jordan, the Jordan River. Joshua stands there tasking the enormous challenge of leading the Israelites into the promised land. The, the weight of responsibility, the, the, the enormous of the task, and the lurking danger could have easily filled him with fear. But God spoke words of, of, of reassurance and courage to him. The Bible tells us in Joshua chapter 1, verse 9, it says, I have not commanded you. Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Think about it. He's standing before there and wondering, how am I going to accomplish this? How am I going to do this? And, and the Lord gave him this word. said, be strong and courageous. Be not frightened. And do not, let, do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever. Ain't you glad you know that? That wherever I go, the Lord's going with me. If I'm going up to the mountaintop, God is with me. If I'm going down to the valley, God is with me. If I'm going down into the sea, God is with me. No matter where I go, God is on my side. Woo! My God. The New Testament, the Apostle Paul echoes the, kind of the same writing from a prison cell. He says, he says I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Think about it, when, when he was down to nothing, Paul had experienced shipwreck, beating, imprisonment, and countless other hardships. Yet, he drew his courage, from his, not from his strength, but from, from, from his God, from Christ. And listen to me this morning, I don't know who I'm talking to this morning, but I've come to tell somebody that in, instead of holding back, and, and allow fear to, to paralyze you. Allow fear to hold you back. Say, God, I know you are more able and capable than I am. Then I'm going to trust you with my life. Then I'm going to trust you with my future. See, in our journey of faith, we too fall face challenges that can intimidate and overwhelm us. However, when fear creeps in, let's remember that our courage comes from Christ, our Savior, who overcomes death itself resides in us he is the source of strength the basis for our overcoming we can find that in our in in our walk with god remember that remember courage is not about never feeling afraid but about trusting christ in the midst of our fears because you will have fears you will face those fears in our life trust me we all face them you get a bad report you something happened we all have fear but the, the challenge is, the secret is, is to rely on God. Say, God, you are more capable. So when, when fear knocks out your door, let faith answer the door. Come on, somebody. 
When, when fear knocks at the door, say, you know what? I'm going to let my faith go answer the door for me. And let my faith go before me. Trust in God. And let's lean into God's strength. Rely on his presence with us. You know, let's live our, our, our pledge saying, because Christ is in me, I can be courageous. Because God lives in me, I can overcome. Not only that, but you got to command to courage. Command to courage. You know, as we um, traverse the path of faith, courage is not merely an optional extra. In fact, Scripture repeatedly commands us to, to be courageous. But why? Why is courage so integral, integral to, with, with, our, with our Christian walk? Why is so important? To understand this, let's, um, let's, look, let's look at two verses in the Bible. First comes from the Old Testament, from where, where Moses in Deuteronomy chapter 31, verse 6, exhorts the Israelites, saying, saying, be strong and courageous. Be not afraid or be in dread of them. For it is the Lord who God who will go with you. He will not leave you or forsake you. You know what? When you trust the Lord, you command that. In the New Testament, in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13, Paul, Paul also echoes a similar command to the church in Corinthian. He says, he says, be watchful, stand firm in the faith, act like men, be strong. What am I talking about this morning? What I'm talking about this morning is to learn to hold on, to learn to trust God. To learn to understand that, listen, there were going to be challenges in this world. There's going to be tribulations in this world. But I'm going, to be, I'm going to find the courage and I'm going to be courageous because the Lord is on my side. And that's what, that's what the, the, that Moses did and that's what Paul did. In both instances, courage is linked with a firm stand in faith. You know what? That's why many people collapse. That's what I mean. Many people fall. Many people drift away from the faith because they don't understand that there are going to be challenges and there's going to be obstacles, but you got to remain strong. It's not about physical might or willpower, but about standing unwavering in our faith in God. It's trusting in God. Because if you don't stand faithful to the promises of God, the, the current of the world, the waves of the world is going to knock you off your feet and you're going to lose focus. You're going to lose determination. You're going to lose purpose because the world will pull you right back where it wants you. But you got to remain strong in those areas. It means, to be, to, it means that we believe in, in his promise and his character. Even, even when things look uncertain. You know what? If you, live long, if you live long enough in this planet, you know that there are times that it looks, looks pretty bad. And it looks pretty dark. And you wonder how, you know, this world's going crazy. This world's going crazy. The country's going crazy. Our nation's going crazy. But I, I, I'm so glad that our God is not going crazy. That God is firm. That I serve a God that is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's the God that I serve. He ain't worrying about it. You know what? And we, we shouldn't allow those fears to control us. So when we feel, you know, when you feel your needs buckling under, under the weight of fear, remember that you have a divine command to be courageous. 
Lean into the resources God has given us, his spirit, his promises, his presence. Man, that you lean into the, into the side of God, not lean into the things of the world, but say, Lord God, I don't know, but I'm going to lean onto your side. I'm going to lean into the promises of God because I know that he will see me through. Yes, it looks dark, it looks bad, but I'm leaning more into the promises of God that he's going to sustain my faith and my hope. Is in the things of God. He's present. Staying firm in your faith. And, and, and as you do, you will find it. You will find that strength. Yourself declaring to God, you know what? I am courageous. And the next thing real quickly is this community of courage. This is important. Community of courage. You know what? As believers... As believers, we are not called to journey through life alone. We're part of a community. We're part of a community called the body of Christ. It is the body of Christ. This community plays a crucial role in fostering our courage. It is this community. You know, that, that as we're talking about courage and Stepping out and believing God and you know what? Yes, I, I can do that and, and I'll do my best to, to live right and I'll do my, be- I'll do my best to overcome and, and I'll do my best to do what's right. But, but at the end of the day, you need somebody by your side. You need somebody. You know what? You can't fight all your enemies by yourself. It's a community of courage. The Bible tells us in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 12, says this. It says, and though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold core is not quickly broken. This word penned by Solomon reminds us that there, that there is strength in numbers. You're better together than better than, than by yourself. That's what I'm trying to say. You're better together than by yourself. As though a man might prevail against one who is alone, who will, with, who will withstand him? A threefold cord is not quickly broken. In other words, the more you surround yourself, the stronger it gets. Because you know why? Because we learn to lean on one another. When fear assails us, having a supportive community around us can embolden us to face our fears. It's, it's working, helping, understanding that, that, man, if we're going to make it through this life, we need people around us. People who can help you. Consider the early church as an example. They, they were a tight-knit commi- community that consistently met and they pray and they encourage each other despite the persecutions and hardship they faced. Their courage was not born in isolation but fostered in community according to Hebrews chapter 10. They, they were not on their own so i'm gonna survive on my own and people say well you know what you know what i'm by myself and you know me and jesus have our own thing going it's just us just me and him no 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 it's not gonna work that way 
God established the church. God established community so you can find help one another, encouragement one another. When you're in pain, I'm in pain. When you succeed, I succeed. When you celebrate, I'll celebrate. But we're on this boat together. It's community of encouragement. And the quicker and the faster the, the church learns that, the more effective and healthy the church is. The, the same example to us applies to us today. People, were, people we surround ourselves with significantly impact our courage. When we, when we walk through, through life with fellow believers we, who, who inspire us, who pray for us and point us to God, promises, we become more reliant and, 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 and bold because we got people who encourage us behind us. I mean, it, it's trusting God. It's trusting the Lord. You know, uh, you know that we have altar times and people praying for one another. I mean, that, that's part of encouraging that we're not alone in this battle. It, it takes a team to get through. You, you, you got to pray. So if you're feeling frightened or overwhelmed, don't isolate yourself. What people do, they, they isolate themselves. You know what, sometimes... Sometimes we allow, and I and I, I get it. I understand it. I, I can relate to it. Sometimes we like privacy. Sometimes we like that, and that's okay. I get it. But sometimes you don't have to tell all your details. You can say, you know what? I just need prayer. I need encouragement. I'm going through a hard times. I'm going through some battles right now. Can can you just pray for me? You know, you don't have to know their business. You don't have to be a nosy person and find all the details. You can say, you know what? Whatever you're going through, I'm going to pray for you. You know, it's, it's, it's community and courage. Let's echo the words of the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 1, verse 12, where it says, says, that is that we may be maturely encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. Think about it. That is that, that we may be maturely encouraged by each other's faith both yours and mine, that we lift up each other, that we encourage one another in the things of God. Because we're going to need it. We're going to need that encouragement. We're going to need that, those times together as a community. We stand and say, watch which and for each other we are courageous. That we can make this battle. We can go through this planet. And the last thing I'm wrapping this up is the consequences of courage. You know, when we think of courage, we often think of the, the immediate action required, the, the leap of faith, the, the standing out for what is right, the, the stepping into the unknown. However, it is the essential to consider the consequences of courage, how it shaped us, how, how it impacts others, how, how it glorifies God. You know, as we travel back one more time to the Asian Babylonian and observe their three, their three Hebrew men, Shirak, Meshach, and Abednego. When, when they face the fiery furnace, they, they choose courage over compromise. They declare that even if God did not save us, save them, they're going to serve God. The scripture tells us, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your God or worship the image of gold you have set for us. You know what? They say, you know what? We rather die than serve this earthly God. 
And, and, and the king was upset about it because he, he made a, a, a declaration that everybody, when the sound of the trumpet, everybody will bow down and worship this image that he made of himself, this big old statue. And, and, and they were supposed to bow down and worship this image. But there's three Hebrew boys, the teenage boys, they refused to bow down to the image. So, you know, we ain't going to bow to nobody, only God. And even in the midst of that challenge in their life, they say, we ain't going to do it. And, and, and the king said, you know what? If you don't bow down, we're going to throw you in the foreign furnace. We're going to throw you in the furnace. But they refused still to bow before the image. And he said, you know what? We're going we're gonna to heat up the thing seven times harder. Seven times harder. We're going to throw you in the furnace and we're going to fire it up seven times harder. Think about it for a moment. You know how it was hot a couple weeks ago here? Imagine, imagine it seven times that. Hot. And it says that as they were throwing him into the furnace, the, the soldiers died who were taking him. And they still walk into the fire. And by, by, by while they were in the fire, oh my God. And while they were in the fire, the king thought to himself, you know what? They're, they're burning. They're going to die. But as he was there sitting in his throne, he was watching down. He asked him, wait a second. How many, how many did we throw in there? Oh, three. Well, how come there's four in there? Oh my God. You, you know what? Well, they don't realize that the Son of God was in there in the midst of them. Even when they went through the fire, God was protecting them. God was surrounding them. And my friend, this morning, I've come to tell you this morning that even no, no matter what you're going through, God is watching over you this morning. Woo! Praise the Lord. Think about it. They came out of the fire. They didn't smell like smoke. Then nothing was burned. Man, they came out. And the king says, you know what? Now I know your God is the real God. You know what? Courage. Courage. Consequences of courage. See, this courage which led them to the brink of death resulted in a profound declaration of God's power and deliverance. See, you, you fast forward one more time to the early church where, where Peter and John, uneducated, an ordinary man, stood boldly before the religious council declaring the gospel their courage left the, the people astonished and made it clear that they have been with Jesus you, let me tell you one thing when you've been with God people can tell when you've been with Jesus people can tell when you're walking with the living God when you're walking in relationship with Jesus people can tell people can tell that you've been to church this morning People can tell that you've been in the house of God. And, and it tells here that they were astonished. Their courage, their, their, their speaking the truth results in the growth and establishment of the early church. Listen, in our, in our, in our lives too, courage has consequences. When we choose to be bold for Christ, it transforms us, deepening our faith, developing our character, in aligning our closer to God's will. There's consequences to being courage. 
It's consequences when you, when you serve the God faithfully. You know what? There are things that God starts doing in your life. They start developing in your life. You, you, you have more responsibilities. You, 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 you mature in the walk with God. You know what? There, there, there's many times that we come to church and church and church and church, but there's no maturity. There's no development. You know, we, we, we look good on the outside, but there's no substance on the inside. There's got to be a transformation that takes place. That you, you live in day by day, glory by glory, in the presence of God. That there's a, there's a change in you. There's a spiritual change. There's a character development. There's an alignment us closer to God. Say, God, you are doing something in my life. You're changing my heart. You know, the things that I used to earn for or, or pursue for or desire for, I have no interest in that anymore. But I desire more than ever before is to be in your presence. There's a change. There's a shift that takes place. You become a better husband. You become a better father. You become a better friend. You, you, you become a, a better mentor. You, you become a lot of things because there's a, there's a maturity transforming in your life. And there's consequences to that. There's a change that you're leaving behind a transformation in the life of people that you have impacted the life that you've touched behind that there is a difference in your personality man you live in a legacy for your children who will follow after you one day what kind of role model what kind of example what kind of legacy are you leaving behind in their lives are you impact are you leaving your fingerprint or your thumbprint in their in their lives or, or the words doing it for you you know what we, we have so much responsible for Additionally, as we live courageously, we become a beacon of hope, amplifying what it means to trust God in the face of adversity. Man, that's what, we're, that's what I'm trying to say, all that I've been talking about. You know what? That you are standing in a, in a pitiful moment in your life. You are standing between the living and the dead. You are the, the balance in people's life. That your relationship, your commitment, your walk with God, it, it means a whole lot more than you realize. You are a beacon of hope. You are a lighthouse for a community that needs Jesus. You are that hope in someone's life. It's time. It's time. It's time to, to make a difference. I'm not saying you got to be perfect. I'm not saying you're gonna, you want to be perfect. But are you thriving and doing the best you can? Say, God, I ain't getting any younger. I'm not getting any younger. My life is going by. What kind of change am I going to make? What am I leaving behind? Amplifying what it means to trust God in the face of adversity. Our courage can be the, the catalyst for others to find their courage in God. Man, you can set the blueprint when your children's going through hard times. He goes, you know, I remember my father. 
I remember my mother, they, they would kneel down and pray and ask God for deliverance. I, I remember my watching my mom pray. I remember my watching my dad pray and asking God, God, you're going to see me through this one. I don't know how I'm going to make it and I don't know how I'm going to find another job or I don't know, but, but I, I, I saw my dad standing for what is right. Leaving behind a blueprint, an example. You know what? Let us bravely step into the calling God has for us. Let's understand that our courage is not in vain. It's a life changing, a world shaping consequences. Listen. That's why church coming this morning, man, I, I, I will applause you for being faithful to the house of God. Church is never a waste. Because you're making a difference and with full confidence and one who emboldens us and declares us and helps us that get through God's strength, I'm courageous. You know, courage, courage, dear friends, is more than a virtue or a, a declaration. It's a bold affirmation of our first or trust in God. It is a visible sign of an invisible faith. That's what it is. That's what, that's what courage is and trust in God. It is an, an invisible sign of an invisible faith. Man, it's by faith. We live by faith. Everything we do is by faith. I got faith in the word of God. I got faith in the things of God. I got faith in what God wants to do. I got faith. We trust God. Man, that we believe that 